Hello and welcome to the Fit Leaders Podcast, the podcast for leaders seeking sustainable success. I'm your host, David Chinsky, founder of the Institute for Leadership Fitness and creator of Fit Leaders Academy. Join me as we explore how fit leaders enjoy vibrant lives marked by personal health and sustained contributions. In this podcast, The Leadership Fit Change Profile, I'm going to ask you to consider the fact that we tend to focus our energies on those activities that energize us and cause us to stretch a bit. Without sufficient challenge or tension, many of us are likely to become complacent with those activities that we've done for a long time and that no longer provide us with excitement and a sense of growth. I know I've experienced this over the course of my career. I remember that at the very beginning of my career, I didn't know a lot about the activities and the job requirements that I needed to master to become successful. And so that created some tension for me, some challenge. I needed to learn some new skills. And I was a bit anxious about how I was going to get on top of this new job. As I think about my career and how it progressed, at some point, and this is true, I'm sure, for you as well, you get to know how to do your job well. You've mastered it. You've been doing it for years, maybe even decades. And that's where many of us can fall prey to complacency, where we say to ourselves, do I have to do this again and again? Gee, I've been doing this my whole life. I I can do it with both eyes closed and my arms behind my back. There just isn't the juice anymore to go on with these activities. And at some point, we look for someone else to take over our work. And so without the ability to increase the tension and the challenge associated with our work, even as our career grows so that we can maybe raise the bar for ourselves and thereby create an environment where there is always some new challenge associated with our jobs. If we can't do that, then too often people become dissatisfied, maybe even resentful, and they may even take another job that may not be the best opportunity for them simply because they weren't able to figure out how to make their current job more exciting and more challenging. So it turns out that our productivity is directly related to the amount of this tension that we feel around a selective activity or set of activities on our plate. We have a profile that we call the Leadership Fit Change Profile in our leadership development program that we call Fit Leaders Academy. And it's based on an assessment tool, a multidimensional change grid that was created by my colleague T. Falcon Napier at the Institute for Productive Tension. This tool reveals the level of productive tension that we are experiencing at any given time as it relates to a set of activities that we are responsible for completing on a regular basis. This tool is designed to answer four very important questions. The first question is, how ready are we to perform a specific activity? The second question is, how engaged are we in performing that activity? Third question is, how likely are we to follow through on our activities without some outside assistance? 
And fourth, what type and level of support are we going to need to be successful? This tool, the change grid, is formed by two dimensions or axes. An axis that measures a person's perceived ability to successfully make a specific change and an axis that reflects the perceived level of difficulty or challenge associated with accomplishing that activity. The level of tension we experience results from the interaction of these two perceptions, our perceived ability to complete an activity or a task and our perceived challenge associated with that completion. We rate our perceived ability and our perceived challenge on a scale of 0 to 12. So when we talk about ability, we're referring to our knowledge, our skill, our experience, our physical resources available to actually get something done. Again, ability ranges from a low of 0 to a high of 12. 0 would mean absolutely clueless. I have no idea how to do this and I don't have any resources available to help me get this done. And a 12 would be totally masterful. Using the change grid with a set of activities, we can actually rate our perceived ability based on how much knowledge, skill, experience, and physical resources we're bringing to bear around a specific activity on our plate. When we rate our perceived challenge, we're also using a scale of 0 to 12, where 0 is effortless, piece of cake, I can do this with my eyes closed and my arms behind my back. The example I gave a few minutes ago, where there's very little challenge, all the way to a 12, which would mean it's impossible. I, I just don't have any idea how I can get this done. It just seems so hard, so difficult. So when we look at both our perceived ability and our perceived challenge on the change grid, we actually get placed into a section of the change grid that tells us more about how likely we are to proceed with some vigor, with some energy, with some excitement to actually complete that activity. Let me share with you some of the activities that we often ask our clients to rate on both perceived ability and perceived challenge. There's actually 20 of them that we use to come up with a profile of the readiness of our clients to actually move forward with, with energy and to achieve the productivity that they desire around those activities. So one example would be setting 90-day goals. So one might rate their ability to set 90-day goals, maybe a 10, maybe an 8, maybe an 11 on a 0 to 12 scale. So this would be an indication that, gee, I know how to do this. I've got the tools and the resources necessary to look ahead 90 days and assemble a set of goals. When rating the challenge, someone might rate that challenge equally high, let's say a 10 or an 11, or they may rate the challenge as being lower. They may say the challenge associated with that is more a three, maybe even a two. Gee, I, I've been setting goals forever and 
it's not very exciting. And what happens sometimes when we don't have sufficient challenge because things aren't exciting, we're not even doing it. We think we're doing it. We know how to do it. And yet, because there isn't enough of a pull from some challenge associated with setting 90-day goals, sometimes we don't do it or we stop doing it, even though we may think we are doing it. So it's important to understand, again, the intersection between our perceived ability and our perceived challenge, because depending on how we rate both perceived ability and perceived challenge, we end up in a different place on the change grid, which also suggests that there may be some activities or some interventions we might want to impose upon ourselves to try to get back into an area of productivity and successful implementation and execution. Another example is providing direct feedback to others. So when someone requires some constructive criticism, what is our perceived ability in delivering that feedback? So some people might rate that very highly. Do I know how to do that? I understand that there's a process and a structure for delivering that kind of information. Or someone may feel that they don't have the resources. Gee, I'm not even sure how I would start doing something like that. I don't have a a sequence of steps that, that I can follow. Someone might say, gee, I don't think this is a difficult task to do. And again, if they don't feel enough challenge in doing that, in delivering regular feedback to people, just as in the example we gave about setting 90-day goals, the person might actually not be giving feedback as consistently as required because the challenge around giving the feedback may not be sufficient to push someone to actually do it. Exercising five days a week is another activity that I often ask my clients to rate. What's your perceived ability to exercise five days a week? Now, most people will rate their ability as high. Gee, I know how to do that. I have exercised before. There are certain exercises that I like to do. And yet the challenge, the perceived challenge of exercising five days a week can seem enormous. Gee, I just don't know how I would ever find the time. Or I, I just think five days is way too many days a week. I don't know if my body could actually handle that. This is an example where we may end up having too much tension where we actually don't engage in an activity. So sometimes we don't engage in activities because we have too little tension. It's just become humdrum and I just can't get the motivation to do it anymore or certainly not to the level that I used to. Or we can have too much challenge and it can actually paralyze us. We can be like a deer in headlights where we know what to do. We've got the perceived ability. We just can't get started because it just seems overwhelming to us. So our clients actually go through this exercise where they rate their perceived ability and their perceived challenge on all 20 of these activities. And then they're presented with a change grid that pictorially identifies where these 20 activities sit on this tool that we call the change grid. So let's talk a little bit about what it means to have an activity show up in different places on the change grid. I mentioned that the change grid has two axes, one 
that is based on perceived ability and one that is based on perceived challenge, when tension is at its highest level, we describe that activity as being in stress. So the stress response state, which is how it is identified on the change grid, there are actually five response states. The stress response state occurs whenever our perceived ability is low and perceived challenge is high. So let's go back to the example of exercising five days a week. Most people would rate their perceived ability as reasonably high. They know how to exercise. And yet for many people, thinking about exercising five days every week seems high. The perceived challenge associated with exercising five days a week seems high. So people in the stress response state, let's say this person who just doesn't see how they could possibly pull this off, are experiencing a level of tension that's much too high to be productive. They're facing an extremely challenging situation. And one might even say that they're in a a state of panic. They feel they have few, if any, resources available to them. And as a result, they feel completely out of control. So that's one of the five areas on the change grid where someone has too much challenge. And so we say that that activity for them is in stress. Let's look at what some might call the opposite of having an activity in stress. And this is when the activity is in the region of the change grid that is called apathy. So the apathy response state occurs when perceived ability outweighs perceived challenge. So this is really just the opposite of what we just spoke about when an activity is in stress. When an activity is in stress like exercising five days a week for an individual who doesn't see how that could be possible, they have more perceived challenge than perceived ability when an activity falls in the apathy region of the change grid, perceived ability far outweighs perceived challenge. So this is the situation where there's not enough challenge. Gee, I've been doing this my whole life and I wish someone else would do it. I know how to do it. I've been doing it forever. I just don't have that pull. And so this person is likely to experience a strong feeling of complacency, ambivalence, maybe even boredom. If you have an activity in apathy, you're likely to feel a lot of control over your circumstances. In fact, you often have a sense of mastery. When an activity is in apathy for us, it's often because we've spent most of our life becoming masterful at completing this activity. So when an activity is in apathy, it doesn't mean we don't know what we're doing. In fact, it's just the opposite. We know what we're doing so much and to such an extent that can't I do something else other than this? Do I have to keep doing this? And so as a result, we may stop doing it or we may not be doing it to the extent that that we need to to continue to be productive. No matter how difficult a task is the first time we do it, the more we do it, the more our ability goes up. And as our ability increases, tension naturally goes down. And ultimately, that activity ends up in apathy unless we do some things which I'm going to share in just a few minutes to move us out of this region of apathy into another region of the change grid 
usually the response state that we refer to as power. Remember, there's five response states. We've talked about the stress response state. That's where our perceived challenge far outweighs our perceived ability. And then we just talked about the apathy response state. That's where our perceived ability far outweighs our perceived challenge. And then in the power response state, our perceived ability and perceived challenge are more in balance with one another. When we're in power, we're experiencing a moderate level of tension. We're very aware of what's happening and we're continually seeking to identify better alternatives for improving our situations. So as we learn more about what we need to know and when the time is right, we're likely to make an excellent decision and move to engagement and execution. Now, there are two hybrid states, which I'm not going to spend a lot of time on. There's a power stress response state, which is a blend of power and stress. So power stress has a good deal of the proactive, rational, and logical qualities found in power combined with the sense of urgency found in stress. And then there's also the power apathy hybrid response state, which is a blend of power and apathy. So if you think of these five response states, we have stress at the top. That's where we have less perceived ability and too much perceived challenge. We've got the apathy response state at the bottom, which is saying that we've got lots of perceived ability. We don't have a lot of perceived challenge. And in the middle, we have the power response state. So the power stress response state falls between stress and power, and the power apathy response state falls between power and apathy. So if this is confusing, it may be because you don't have a copy of your leadership fit change profile in front of you. If you're interested in actually rating your perceived ability and your perceived challenge on these 20 activities that our clients utilize when they're assessing their readiness to take on the activities on their plate, consider having me administer this for you, a very minimal charge for doing it. And I will also provide you with a video that will actually walk you through the interpretation of your change grid. If you find yourself in the stress region for an activity, or if you find yourself in the apathy response section of the change grid, there are some what we call maneuvers, interventions that you can employ to move in and out of these different regions of the change grid. So let's go back to that activity that had to do with exercising five days a week. And for one individual, this activity could end up in the stress response state because their perceived challenge far outweighs their perceived ability. So if we want to move this activity out of stress, we need to help this person lower their perceived challenge and increase their perceived ability. So some of the ways we might do this is first just to let someone know that it's okay to be in stress. And it's not that they as an individual are in stress. It's the fact that this activity for them is in the stress response state. And so just normalizing their experiencing, letting them know that there's nothing wrong with them. This is just where they are. And then we might try to simplify 
the activity. So maybe exercising five days a week seems overwhelming. What if we were to ask them to consider exercising three days a week? For them, that might actually bring the perceived challenge down considerably. Oh, I can do that. I can commit to exercising three days a week. Five days is excessive for me, let's say, although I can see how I can accomplish this simplified activity. So anytime that we can take an activity and maybe break it down or start smaller, we can actually move that activity out of stress and potentially bring it into the power response state or perhaps the power stress response state where we might even have a little bit more challenge, a little more tension, which will make it more likely that we'll actually be productive at this activity. We might also restore some resources, add some resources, help people be able to engage in this activity. Maybe we subsidize a gym membership. Maybe we buddy them up with someone else that's also trying to achieve this greater amount of exercise in any given week. So there are a number of maneuvers that are available to help someone realize how they can become less challenged so that they are less stressed. Let's take an example where someone has an activity in the apathy response state. So remember, this is where someone has more perceived ability and less perceived challenge. This is where someone has become complacent. They're bored. They just don't want to keep doing this again. And so for them, there's just very little challenge available. To help them move out of the apathy response state, let's say into power, we might need to change up the activity a bit. We might need to make it a bit more challenging, maybe increase the standards. For example, the person might have gotten really good doing an activity a certain way. How do we make it a bit more complicated? How do we make it broader? How do we try to get someone to do more than they've always done in the past? Because when we do that, we are naturally going to increase the challenge associated with that. It's almost going to be like going back to the beginning of your career where everything was very challenging and also very exciting as you were learning new skills. So sometimes we have to take an activity that's already existing that we've done forever and change it up a bit so that there's some element of growth and additional learning associated with that. So I would encourage you to look at your own experience around the work that you do and, and think, think about where there might be some areas where you just can't get motivated or excited to do the work that you've been doing for a long time. A lot of people think that's the time to check out when, in fact, there's always a way to change up what it is that, that we've done forever, perhaps, and that no longer creates that tension and challenge for us and pulls us toward that activity. I've personally experienced this many, many years ago. Actually, the first time I rated my perceived ability and perceived challenge on a number of activities, I ended up with a lot of my activities in apathy. And when I first saw that on the change grid, I thought, gee, I don't want to be in apathy. That's not a good thing to, to have in my life. I don't want to be apathetic. Well, the first thing that I understood by having my profile read was that it didn't mean that I was apathetic. It didn't mean that I was leading a life of apathy. What it meant is that there were a lot of activities 
that I did every day that ended up in the apathy response state simply because I had become so good, so masterful at doing them that they held no power for me. I just couldn't get excited about doing them. And so what I've discovered is that by bringing in some additional challenges to my work, by creating more product, by writing more leadership learning modules, by working with other people, training them to deliver the leadership training that I had been doing myself for years actually increased my sense of commitment and energy. Not only was I getting back into learning some new things by being creative and developing new material, I was also now developing other people who were now working with me to deliver the value that that I had been creating for most of my life. So if you are interested in seeing where your activities fall on the change grid, I would be happy to run that for you. And as I said, also help you interpret it. This was one of the most amazing experiences of my life when I discovered that I did have so many activities in the apathy response state. And I was then able to figure out how to get out of that state and to regain the tension and the challenge and the level of excitement that has just continued to propel my motivation and engagement in my work. If you'd like to learn more about this, give me a call. My phone number is 866-960-LEAD, L-E-A-D. That's 866-960-LEAD. You can also go to my website, fitleadersacademy.com, fitleadersacademy.com, where you will also learn more about how to become a fit leader. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.